0: Hello, and welcome to Nutmeg, a Premier League podcast. Every week, we break down the latest matches, cover off-field drama, and inevitably discuss VAR. I'm Jackie.
1: And I'm Josh. If you enjoy our show, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at nutmegpod or our website, NutmeggedPodcast.com. Please rate and review the show on your preferred platform to help other listeners find us. thanks for joining us for our match day nine preview episode welcome back we're back after the international break we've had a couple weeks rest how are you feeling
0: better rested than the players will be
1: we do have more injuries we've got more COVID. (laughs) yes we have increased calls for the five substitution rule to come back and the premier league seems to be holding out but we'll see if that changes at some point so, let's get into it. We've got some good games this weekend.
0: Assuming everyone can put out 11 players.
1: Yes, assuming everyone <laughs> can.
0: But Yes, it's good to be back.
1: First up, Newcastle versus Chelsea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully this is a good one where we can watch Chelsea's game. Hopefully they win. And then we can relax and just watch the other games for the rest of the weekend, not worrying about Chelsea's upcoming future. Yeah, it's a
0: good thing about having the early game. That's basically the only good thing about having the early game. It's... And a disadvantage to have the you know lunchtime kickoff right after the international break. Doesn't give the players a lot of time to train or recover. They'll have to travel up to Newcastle on Friday. That's it's a tough turnaround. Um, it will be interesting. On paper, obviously, Chelsea are the stronger team. They've been really good form. Z H looks like he was kind of the missing puzzle piece that has come in and changed the team. They looked fantastic. Probably the best performance of the season against Sheffield United just before the break. But it will probably be a slightly different team. I think Pulisic is still out. Havertz had COVID. I think he's back training, but not match fit yet. Thiago Silva will most likely not play as he did after the last international break um, due to traveling back so late. So it'll be a slightly altered lineup. But hopefully Chelsea have enough of the starters and enough firepower up front to beat Newcastle.
1: Yeah, and it should be a game they win in theory. Chelsea have got some momentum, like you hinted at. They're coming off two pretty convincing wins. Newcastle have had a more mixed record. One win, one loss, one draw in its last three matches. Not in that order. But do you think that there is anything that Newcastle might have up its sleeve to challenge Chelsea? home game after the international break, or do you think it should be a pretty straightforward win for Chelsea?
0: No, I think it'll be tough. Newcastle defend pretty well. They, I think, will sit back a little bit and try to frustrate Chelsea. I think Ziad will be the key to that, but if he has an off day or isn't fit to play, I think it'll be hard to break them down. Um, So I think, you know, players like Timo Werner and his pace in behind, that's not really going to be the asset that it normally is if they sit back and have kind of a low defensive block. So it'll be tough, but hopefully an early goal will force them to come out a little bit and Potentially make things easier,
1: and and if Chelsea isn't able to score an early goal, do you think it'll be a, a low-scoring affair because yes. of how Newcastle sits back?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Okay, what's your prediction? Chelsea win.
0: Yes. All
1: right, let's keep going. Aston Villa versus Brighton. Aston Villa in sixth place. They've done pretty well recently. With Bright- the
0: game in hand, too.
1: With the game in hand, Brighton in sixteenth place. Aston Villa came off a win against Arsenal before the international break. Do you think that this should be a pretty straightforward second win in a row for them?
0: I don't think any game this weekend will be straightforward just due to fatigue and injuries. Villa, you know, Grealish played in all of the England games as their star player. I think the top teams will have more tired, more injured players, um, but yes, I do think they should have enough to get past Brighton. I don't think it'll be as straightforward as it might have been otherwise. But I think Brighton play well without really offering much of a goal threat. Aston Villa have defended pretty well this season and offer much more of a goal threat. So I think those would be just fine.
1: Yeah, Brighton's still struggling to score goals. Like you said, they've only won one game this season. They've had a few come close, but they haven't been able to get themselves over the line. I don't have too much else to say about this game. Maybe you just touch on you mentioned Jack Realish played all three of England's games. What's your view, you know, on his place in the England team as he established himself now? I know that, you know, there were two camps for a while. Southgate left him out. Some people thought that was justified, some people didn't. You know, how do he play for England? Do you think he deserves a spot in that team permanently going forward? And I don't know, let's just talk about Jack Realish for a second.
0: Yes, I think he's established. I think he will, barring anything strange, get a call-up for the Euros should he continue to play this well for Villa. I don't know that he's a nailed-on starter when everyone's fit, when Sterling and Rashford, etc., are back, but I think he will be part of the squad and is now a pretty viable option for Southgate.
1: All right. Spurs versus Manchester City. Arguably the big game of the weekend. Spurs in second place. Are you
0: surprised by that? No, I'm not particularly surprised by that. Uh, Son and Kane have been in good form. Spurs haven't had a terrible run of fixtures so far. They've had a few tough games, but overall pretty manageable schedule. Um, I think the next month or so will tell us a lot more about how good they are this year, but they're a good team.
1: And Manchester City is in 10th place right now, also a game in hand, but one against Eston Villa, which isn't a guaranteed win for them. No. Nope. Are, are you surprised by their performance so far
0: a little bit just because the standards they've set over the past few years have been so high but you have to remember they haven't had a real striker for most of the season so far yeah aguero's been out jesus was going to be kind of the main man and then he's been out till, until the last game so they've been playing a lot of games without a real striker
1: if you had to guess do you think pep will be coaching Manchester city next year
0: yeah i think he'll stay one more year
1: okay and who do you think will win this game? Or do you think it'll be a tie? Just for uh, for those who don't remember, the last three games have been split. Spurs won one, City won one, and they drew one. What do you think is going to happen this weekend?
0: I'll go with Spurs. Spurs? Yep.
1: That makes sense, given the form that they're in. They, they should be favorites. But uh, we'll see if Harry Kane and Son can conjure up some more magic again. Yep. Moving across town to Manchester United, They're playing West Brom. Manchester United in 14th place, unexpected, probably. West Brom in 18th place.
0: Again, with a game in hand, Yeah, to be fair. with a
1: game in hand. And against Burnley, which might be one they can win. That said, though, I think even if they do win that game, they can't go any higher than they can't even make it into the first half of the table. So they're still a firmly bottom-half team right now. Which many would be surprised by.
0: For now, but there's a long way to go, and they've had some tough games already out of the way. They've played Chelsea, they've played Spurs, so.
1: You're being fair to them. I'm, I'm being a little bit harsh, maybe. But do you think this is one, I hate to say it again, but do you think this is one that they, they should win easily against West Brom?
0: Yeah, which are the tough ones that they've struggled with, actually, this season. But yes, I think the talent they have, and if they want to move up the table and kind of be the Manchester United that they. Claim to be, they need to be winning
1: games like this. Yeah, when when they speak post game, and you know Harry Maguire may not have had the best game, or they've lost something, they frequently bring up all the work they're doing on the training ground and how they know they have to be better and they're working towards it. And this has to be the type of game they win for that to happen. Yeah, and West Brom, 18th place, one of only three teams, along with the 19th and 20th place teams, uh, not to win a game yet this season. So they're still looking to get out of the blocks.
0: They actually gave Spurs a really tough time in the last round and were pretty unlucky to lose right at the end there. So there's some promising signs for West Brom.
1: All right. So most likely Manchester United win. We'll see if West Brom can pull off an upset. How about Fulham versus Everton? Fulham just on the outside of the relegation zone in 17th place. Everton in 7th place. Uh, Everton started really, really well and then have won one of their last five matches.
0: Yep, I think they need to be looking at this game as one to win and get back on track.
1: Yeah. And do you think it will be one of those games for them?
0: I do. Yeah, I think Everton will be too strong for Fulham.
1: Now they're going to be back in full strength with Richarlison back, for example, and everyone else as well, or give us remind us uh, what this squad looks like right now.
0: Richarlison is fit, and he's, I think, back from suspension, but I'd be surprised if he plays, only because he, again, is playing with Brazil, I think, Thursday night. Um, it's a pretty quick turnaround, so... It'll it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if they'll be at full, full strength, but I still think they'll have enough to beat Fulham.
1: Okay. Sheffield United versus West Ham. Sheffield United in dead last, 20th place. They are scoring uh, 0.5 goals per game, so they're still really struggling to put points on the board. West Ham in 12th place. So this one should be, again, just a win for West Ham over Sheffield United. Yeah,
0: on paper, again, West Ham are definitely the stronger team. Sheffield United, though, they have to get something going if they have a chance of staying up this year.
1: And from what I can tell, the manager, Chris Wilder, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is pretty adamantly sticking to his guns, saying that the process and the formation and the strategy is fine. Yeah. And maybe it needs better execution or something like that. Yeah. Do you agree with that, at what point would you start to worry and maybe consider needing a new manager if, if he's too rigid? I know that he has history with the club and they'll be really reluctant to lose him and, and I think that's not a good outcome for anyone. But is there a point when you start to say they need to change the way they play?
0: I think they are making mistakes. I see where he's coming from. I, at least two of the goals that Chelsea scored again last round were just individual mistakes that shouldn't be happening Timo bernard runners- Timo Werner's goal especially was just a bad back pass that he intercepted and scored from. Those You weren't seeing Sheffield United make those kind of mistakes last season. So defensively, they're nowhere near as solid. And then they're just not creating much now. They have had some injuries and they have had some key players missing. So I can kind of see where he's coming from with personnel and mistakes happening. The system, I don't think, is a bad one. It obviously worked really well for them last year, and they were very well drilled in it. But Yeah, it's going to be tough. He's so beloved there. He overachieved pretty massively the past few seasons, so I think it would take a lot to get him fired. It would be pretty harsh to do so.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's keep going. Leeds versus Arsenal. Two pretty good, if at the very least, storied teams. Leeds is in 15th place, Arsenal is in 11th. Which side do you think will do better off this weekend?
0: Actually, I'm gonna go for leads on this one.
1: I I would say the same.
0: I'm a little bit worried about Arsenal all day. Arteta came in, made them more solid defensively, but the goals have just dried up. They haven't scored from open play in something like six games, or something mean, ridiculous. Aubameyang has kind of disappeared since he signed his new contract. He's playing on the left, which again I don't think is the best place to deploy him, especially when he can barely get the ball. Lacazette's not playing particularly well up top. William's been. The Willian that Chelsea fans (laughs) knew and sometimes loved.
1: The Willian that Chelsea got rid of.
0: Yep, the 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 wildly inconsistent Willian.
1: Not the one that Arsenal bought.
0: Yeah, um, well, he was free, but... Acquired. Expensive salary-wise. Yeah, it's... I don't know, I'm a little concerned for them. Thomas Partey's been a good addition, I think, but they have some weaknesses and until they up their creativity a little bit and the speed of their play. I think they're going to struggle, and... Leeds are really fun, really attacking. I think they'll at least score. And I don't know that Arsenal will.
1: Yeah, look, Leeds, one, one thing you can't penalize them for is uh, they never hold back. No. They're, they're, they're always going to go for it. They probably
0: it. should, yeah. but they don't.
1: So They're always going to go for it, and so they have a real shot of winning this game. Well, why do you think that Arteta insists on playing the on the left?
0: I think just to accommodate the other personnel to get... An expensive striker and in Lacazette into. But Obamiang's work rate is pretty good. He does kind of track back and help out. He's very fast. If you can get the ball over the top, he can run in. So it's, I think, if any team will give them chances to score, it's Leeds. And maybe with Leeds pushing up, Obamiang will have a chance to run in behind and kind of get back on track. And I think that's what they need to hope for.
1: And from Leeds, who do you expect to have a standout game if anyone? Bamford going to score again?
0: Yeah.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> Bold prediction.
1: This is, I think, one of the uh, two or three games I'm looking forward to most this weekend. So yeah, this one fun should be good.
0: Arsenal really need to have a response after that last performance.
1: Yeah. And, and then moving on to another real treat, the arguably best game of the weekend. I know some people would say Spurs versus Man City. I think I'm personally looking forward to Liverpool versus Leicester the most. It is one versus three. Western top spot, Liverpool yeah. in third, maybe surprisingly. Going back to the intro to this episode, we have more injuries and we have more COVID.
0: <laughs> both teams. Live-
1: both teams. Yeah. But Liverpool
0: yep.
1: has been besieged by injuries.
0: Yeah, Jurgen in Klopp comp- didn't enjoy this international break.
1: No, maybe give us a quick update on what happened on the inter- international break to Gomez.
0: Yep, While they went into it, obviously Van Dijk was already out, long-term knee injury. Just before the break against Manchester City, Trent Alexander-Arnold went off with, I think, a calf injury. Looks like he'll be a few weeks out. They still had Fabinho out and Thiago out. Um, And then, I think the first day of the international break, Joe Gomez suffered a pretty bad knee injury in England training. He's going to be a long-term injury. And then they had kind of minor issues with Jordan Henderson and... Andy Robertson, and then perhaps most importantly, Mo Salah tested positive twice for COVID after attending his brother's wedding in Egypt.
1: Which um, you kind of really penalize him for it. So uh, it's an event that you.
0: I guess, but it's, it's, I don't know that he had to be dancing so vigorously with no mask on, surrounded by other people. But yeah, I, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but either way, most likely can't play. So that's, that's another true. loss. Um, Liverpool do have quite a bit of depth. Jota, I'm sure, will come in. They should be okay in the midfield. Defensively is the issue. Um, They have people like Milner who can kind of fill in in any position. So I still think they'll be fine. It's at Anfield, so I still think Liverpool will win. But I think it'll be a much more narrow win than they would prefer.
1: That's interesting. I I am actually going to go with Leicester. Yeah, we've had a lot of teams surprise us this season. I would say two of the predictions that we've made this season that haven't been accurate. uh, One, thinking that Leicester was probably gonna really suffer when indeed he got injured and they've obviously done well they have and the second one was west ham no points through november <laughs> almost believing in that theory well
0: predictions this year are tough
1: <laughs> yeah predictions this year are, are tricky to make i think we get a free season
0: in all areas of life
1: say what we want when we want how we want <laughs> and there should be no consequences if we're right or wrong wow next season the listeners in our second season can hold us more Sound accountable. Sound like a politician. Yeah, can hold us more accountable to what we say. But,
0: uh. <laughs> yeah, in... Leicester have done very well. They have had no Indini, no Pereira, no Sancho. Evans has been out. They've had games without Barty. They've done phenomenally well.
1: Yeah, in that spirit of making bold predictions, I think Leicester is going to win by at least two goals. Whoa. And I would say it has to be at least 3 1 because I don't think Liverpool won't score. Oh. I, also, I also need to find a replacement in my team for Salah. Yeah,
0: that's an expensive one to have missing. I'll
1: probably just put Mane in and, and call it a week and hopefully he, despite what I just said, either scores Liverpool's only goal or hopefully,
0: maybe he maybe stays I'll, fit.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll be wrong and he gets a hat trick and I'll be fine with that too. Fair
0: enough. That'll be an exciting one. I can't wait.
1: Yeah going from one of the more exciting games this weekend to one of the potentially slower paced games oh
0: fight your tongue
1: Burnley versus Crystal Palace
0: this could be a thriller
1: 19th place taking on eighth place it could be a real fight yeah who do you think is gonna win palace but I
0: think Burnley desperately need points so they should be coming out really fighting
1: Burnley is still looking for their first win this season
0: yep and a tough tough start to the season
1: why do you think Palace will win just because of the form that both teams are in
0: yeah Burnley are having trouble scoring and I think Zaha has been phenomenal so far this season much better already than last season in terms of numbers Batshuayi, Eze they look like they're kind of clicking up front and I just think they will have too much for for Burnley who were not even defending very well which used to be their strongest suit
1: Yeah, you're right about Burnley not defending very well. But in addition to that, they're also really, really struggling to score as we've talked about before.
0: Not a great combination.
1: No. They have zero point four goals per game, the lowest in the league behind only Sheffield United, who are also struggling in the same arena.
0: Yeah, and having played having, you know, my team, Chelsea playing them both in the past two games, Sheffield United at least tried to attack and offer a little bit of a threat especially I mean they scored first they had a couple of good set pieces I think they're lacking a regular goal scorer but they were still attempting to score two weeks ago against Burnley they offered very little going for it i there's one long ball over the top to Ashley Barnes and otherwise that was the extent of their threat it was a lot of sitting back defending and Diaz yeah, eventually broke them down but they didn't really offer much
1: yeah i I struggle to see what they could do differently to score because when they come up against teams that seem to be faster than them, like you just touched on, Crystal Palace will be. Uh, they kind of seem to compress in on themselves and try to defend, which which obviously is important. But unless you get a breakaway from someone like Barnes, who I don't think is particularly fast, uh, it's really hard to see how they're going to create those chances.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've been in the past very reliant on set pieces and they're very good at set pieces but you have to win those corners and free kicks in the first place
1: all right so we'll see if we're right or wrong but we think crystal palace will win this one and now for the last match this weekend wolves versus southampton this one should be a fight
0: yeah an interesting one too
1: southampton believe it or not in the top four
0: yeah
1: in fourth place
0: Briefly first last weekend.
1: Briefly first last weekend, having won four of their last five games, they have a pretty excellent record as far as this season goes. Mm-hmm. Wolves in ninth place.
0: One and by the way, they won without Danny Ings. so that was yeah. promising.
1: That's that's a milestone. Uh they've obviously relied on him a lot in the past, so if they can start to put together
0: Yeah, Che Adams looks like he's stepping up, so that's a good sign.
1: Yeah. You say Che, I say Shay. But I think it is Che, so probably you <laughs> can change the way I say We can it. ask him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good that they are finding other ways to win. And I wonder if they'll do that at Wolves. Ninth place. Actually, have kind of pulled it together, it seems, after a pretty sluggish start of the season.
0: They typically do.
1: As as you thought that they yeah. would. Do you think that this will be Southampton's fifth win in six games, or do you think that Wolves will...
0: I'll go for a draw on this one. The two very good teams who are pretty evenly matched.
1: Yeah. So the table is still extraordinarily yeah. packed, which is maybe a reason to not get worried about United and... and no, City no one no, should yet. But it is kind of strange that the table hasn't separated eight weeks in. In the beginning of the season, we thought that it was going to be five or six weeks and you'd really start to see some winners and losers, but it seems like it's still very close.
0: It's been a very stop-start. There's been a few international breaks. There have been injuries. There's been COVID. Now we'll have, I think, you know, eight match weeks or something in a row with no interruption through the new year so i think now things will start to separate
1: how do you we'll talk about this more as we get closer to it but how do you think these teams are going to cope over the traditional boxing day christmas schedule it's going to be a
0: slog and i think it's just going to be survival of the fittest yeah yeah the literal fittest every team's going to have injuries every team's going to have covid all the managers will be complaining i don't really blame them yeah it's just it's tough to even make predictions because the next day your star player could be out. So it's, it's uh, I think, more even than it has been in years. And so therefore more exciting, but hard to call.
1: Yeah, that's, and and let's, that's kind of the end of the preview. We, we went pretty quickly through all the 10 matches. Uh, we will look forward to breaking them down next week. Mm-hmm. But before we finish, I want to pose a question to you that you just popped into my head. In a season like this, where it isn't unpredictable, and where injuries and and performances from key players do matter a lot, it seems like some of the more balanced teams have a greater chance of persevering. So which of these teams do you think are the most balanced right now?
0: I actually am going to be biased and say Chelsea, because I think they have a lot of depth, and I think now that things are clicking, Frank Lampard has a lot of different options. Um,
1: and thank God for Mendy.
0: Yes. I still think Liverpool have a good balance and plenty of good subs to come in. And then Spurs, actually. Yeah. Sadly.
1: Could it be the year that Spurs finally win the Premier League? Can I, you even bring yourself I to sure contemplate? Hope not. <laughs> All right, then. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next week. We hope you had a good international break and enjoy the games this weekend. If you enjoyed our show, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at Nutmegpod or our website, Nutmegpodcast.com. Please rate and review the show to help other listeners find us. Cheers.